Hey guys, you click that link because you're wanting to see what that cost of living difference is between living in Colorado Springs and Woodland Park here in this time frame. This is the January, February time frame of 2023, the first quarter. So stay tuned to the end and we'll talk about a lot of different items. Hey guys, real quick for you in that video. This is my name is James D with James D my real estate team. And I just wanted to make sure if you haven't done this already, make sure you hit that subscription button down below the notification bell. What that does is keeps you notified. Every time we come up with a new video, we do at least two a week. And I just want to keep you updated and just cool things to do, cool things to see out here within the Woodland Park and Teller County area. And you get to see a little bit of how I like live my life out here as well. If you've got any questions or comments, please don't hesitate. Give me a call, shoot me a text at 719-266-2725. You can also email me at info at jdmret.net. And I will get back to you as fast as I can to answer any of those questions or comments. And if you've got any real estate needs out here whatsoever, please, once again, don't hesitate. Give me a call or, or you know, shoot me that email or that text. This is James D with James D. Metal Real Estate Team, the team leader here. And I absolutely love living here and I love helping people out here in this area too. Hope you guys like this video. All right, guys, talking about cost of living difference between Woodland Park and Colorado Springs, or more specifically, kind of like the Teller County area and Colorado Springs. Uh, a lot of times, the Teller County area, Wilden Park, is kind of considered to be like a suburb of Colorado Springs because of our close proximity to the to the springs. The biggest difference to know and understand is is you've got Colorado Springs, which has the large city aspect down there. You've got a lot of your different components down there within the Colorado Springs area. Your Costco's, your Lowe's, your Home Depot's, all the different choices on uh, grocery stores stuff that you're not necessarily going to have as many selections with up here in the Teller County without driving down to Colorado Springs. And depending on where you're going to in Colorado Springs and where you live within Teller County, it could only take 20 to 30 minutes to get to some of these. And if you live in the Colorado Springs area and you're going all the way back or all the way up to the mountains, um, then you're just doing that periodically for enjoyment up there too. So this is hopefully uh, going to help give some folks just some perspective on what we're looking at. So first of all, I just want to say before we really get into the cost of living, there's always going to be that cost of time and convenience as well. And that's going to be very different based on each person that's looking at living in these different areas. And it might be school districts too that you're looking at. Um, so certainly things to look at. The cool thing about Colorado is our choice, right? So you can choose where your kids go. The only downfall is if you choose out of the school district that you are currently living in, then you're going to be driving them to that other school. They're not going to be able to utilize the bus system. But you can pick whatever schools you want to go to. So it really kind of comes down to the type of lifestyle and the reason why you moved out to the Colorado Springs area to begin with. So hopefully this is fun and it'll kind of help give you some insight on some of these things. So some of the first questions I always get asked from folks that are moving here from out of state is how convenient is it to drive to the Springs if you're working there, if you're bringing kids to school there, um, if you're living up in the Teller County area. And it's it was for me, it was very surprisingly easy compared to some of the things you'll deal with in Colorado Springs. Now that is very dependent on where you're working and where your kids are going to school within the Colorado Springs area too. Because if they're on the east side, 
you're going to be driving a lot more than somebody that's accessing everything on that I-25 corridor with easy access on there. Same thing goes if you live down on the Front Range area as well, and you were, for say, living up a monument and working down by the Fort Carson area or the Fountain area. That's going to be a pretty brutal drive down I-25 all the time also. And I've got friends that have done that, and they've spent just as much time in the vehicles as I have living in Divide driving down to the Fort Carson area too. So certainly something to think about. Now, the big concern is always going to be winter time. Like, am I going to be able to drive? in the wintertime with the roads up there when there's lots of snow and everything else. Well, first of all, you got to make sure you're prepared. You're not going to take a sports car, a Corvette or a Camaro or some rear-wheel drive vehicle um, all the way up here without having some ramifications uh, for sure in the wintertime, um, especially if they're low to the ground. You're going to have issues with hitting different little snow banks or ice banks on there. It might tear up your car and you're going to have to make sure you've got winter tires or snow tires on there also. Blizzaks work phenomenally, except for when there's ice. When you have ice, nothing really is going to work at that point as well but it's really more along the lines of thinking about how low your vehicle is also and if you end up on any kind of dirt roads or anything out there too that might not be plowed you're going to have a difficult time with the lower vehicles so suvs and all-wheel drive vehicles and trucks work great out here i've got lots of friends and and um, colleagues that drive vans out here that are front wheel drive they put those studded tires or the blizzak style tires on there and they work great for them out here too so certainly think about the type of vehicle you're driving and not just the type of vehicle but the type of tires you have also i'm a huge proponent for the KO2, the BF Goodrich KO2 tires. We are on our fifth vehicle out here now with those BF Goodrich KO2s on there. That is the only tire that we put on our trucks and our SUVs out here. They're a year-round tire. They work great in almost all conditions, and they work better than most tires do for all conditions um, on there as well. So certainly something to look at also. So if you're looking at that, it's really, as long as you've got the correct vehicle, it's really not that difficult. I honestly believe it's probably safer driving up here in a snowstorm than it is down the Colorado Springs area. Because in the Colorado Springs area, you got a lot of folks that aren't prepared, they don't have the vehicles for it, they don't have the tires for it. And they treat the roads a little bit differently too. I usually don't have problems until I get down the pass. Usually from the pass all the way up into the mountains where I'm two, 3,000 feet above Colorado Springs, where we typically get a lot more snow, I don't have any problems. Uh, but when I get down to the springs, you know, with all kinds of problems down there. I've not had any kind of issues where I've not been able to make it into work because of a road closure or anything else like that. They have closed 24 in the past a couple of times uh, and they'll drop that gate down there. Um, but it's usually if it's a bad accident or if a boulder or rock slide has happened uh, down there. I've not seen it done specifically for weather on the pass, on the U pass going through the 24 area yet. That doesn't mean it can't happen, but I haven't seen it yet and I've been here for almost 10 years. So just think about that while you're doing that. It's not really that bad. Um, it's just learning how to drive out here and learning how to have the correct vehicle for that too. So that's kind of like the convenience time thing. And I know it's not really the cost comp uh, living comparison, but we'll get into that next. So I just want to just throw that out there because that's usually a question that comes up when you're comparing the two on where you want to live. So as far as cost is concerned, so the thing that you need to remember is, is the mountains, the Wilder Park area, that's a highly sought after area. It is a area that's got lots of vacation rentals. It's an area that's got lots of second homes. And it's a place that folks want to live in. And it's typically not a place that folks are able to get a first home in. Some people can, but it's usually somebody that's owned homes for a while and they've been able to work themselves up to that. Um, I could not afford a home up here. My first home that I bought uh, over 20 years ago, it was in a town home. That was what I can afford as a first home. So just know and understand that too. Don't plan on coming up here. I mean, you might be able to if your budget allows it, but don't be surprised if this is not the place for a first home purchase. It is doable, but just don't be surprised. That's usually down in the Colorado Springs area. There's a lot more options down there as well that are usually lower in price. 
Now, the, the interesting thing is, is the median price point up here is really only about fifty to 60000 more than what the median is down the Colorado Springs. The difference is going to be supply. The supply is a lot less up here than it is down the Colorado Springs area. When you're looking at, you know, a thousand uh, pieces of property that are going active or close to that each month as opposed to the 70 or 80 or 90 up here, there's a big difference. And that's a Teller County uh, look at, you know, with the 70, 80 or 90 up here on average that we're seeing that go active each month. So the competition gets a little bit stiffer, which can drive a little bit more competition also. Because usually when people move to Colorado, they're thinking, I want to live in the mountains and you get the best of both worlds. You're able to live in the mountains here, plus be close enough to Colorado Springs to get all those amenities, plus the airport and everything else that happens with that. So housing is that first difference on there. Now, when you start getting into other things like utility costs, uh, it's really going to be dependent upon which home you look at within the Teller County area. If you're on municipal, meaning you're here within the Woodland Park, the, the city limits of, of Woodland Park, that's going to be a lot more stable and a lot more similar to what you'd see down in the Colorado Springs area. But if you get out into some of these more rural areas and you're having to have propane pumped in, um, if it's super cold and you don't have like another supplemental heating source like a like a wood stove or pellet stove or something along those lines, the heating costs can kind of vary a little wildly, and especially depending on what kind of heating system you have. Colorado Springs, um, usually you're going to have any some kind of a radiant heat or electric heat, um, which is going to be your forced air that happens on there, and then they'll usually will have fireplaces and stuff like that, mainly for just more for ambiance than anything else. It's a lot more steady down there and it is usually a little bit cheaper. It's typically about 20 to 30% cheaper than living up here in the mountains. Once again, you're paying for that culture and that atmosphere up here within the mountains to be able to have that ability to be up here in the mountains. That's another reason why it's not really a good first-time home buyer place. So also we're going to look at gas. So gasoline for vehicles. This is something that's really interesting. It's kind of all over the board. There's some times of the year that it's actually cheaper up here than it is in Colorado Springs. There's times when it's cheaper in Divide than it is in Willow Park. There's times that it's in Willow Park that it's cheaper than Divide. There's times, usually, Colorado Springs is cheaper than up here, but sometimes that's not the case. So you're kind of all over the board there, and it's something you got to kind of watch. We're very close, typically. We're usually within 20 to 30 cents a gallon uh, of each other, whether it's plus or minus um, on that, on either side of that. So we're very close on that. Now, the difference is up here, you might be driving more mileage-wise. Down there, you'll be sitting in traffic just as long, but not getting as much mileage in your vehicle. More stop and go down the Colorado Springs area, depending on what you're doing and where you're going up here. A lot of our roads up here are 45, 55, 60 miles an hour up here, too. So it allows you to kind of get out and move and get those bigger distances within that same amount of time that you would have been spending sitting in traffic. So things to think about along those realms as well. As far as groceries are concerned, I mean, we've got a super Walmart, we've got a Safeway, we've got a city market, we've got a natural grocers, and then some of the mountain towns like in Divide, we've got Venture Foods, they've got a Venture Foods up in Cripple Creek as well, and then they've got a little, it's a little convenience store slash grocery store there in Florissant also. As you get further away from Colorado Springs, you usually see the food prices come up because they're having to truck them up there. Um, but typically, if you're buying food here within the Woodland Park area, it's going to be very close to the same prices, maybe a little bit more expensive than in Colorado Springs, uh, but not a whole lot of difference right there. Um, the biggest difference is that you're going to get living in the mountains as opposed to Colorado Springs. A lot of times it's going to be lifestyle. A lot of folks 
don't really care for that. They want that suburb feeling or they want that amenities, those amenities that they had down in Colorado Springs, all the hospitals, um, all the different choices in grocery stores, your liquor stores, your restaurants, all that stuff easily accessible. And then they just want to be able to drive up to the mountains when they want to spend time in the mountains. We have tons of visitors from Colorado Springs up in the mountains all the time. We have tons of visitors going down to Colorado Springs from the mountains also. So it's not uncommon to see that stuff too. Um, the most important factors I just want you to know on this is that there's just things you need to look at as far as what you're doing. You're going to have different types of needs up here. Um, it's always good to have that extra heat source uh, that might not be your primary. You could turn it into your primary, whatever it is, to help you save on an energy bill. But, you know, wood burning stoves, fireplace inserts, uh, pellet stoves, all those different types of things that can help you out up in the mountains as opposed to Colorado Springs where you just don't need them as much. Um, but I hope that kind of gives everybody an idea. If there's anything that you're curious about that I've not hit on, uh, please ask. Uh, we do have our own hardware stores up here, our own lumber yards up here in the mountains also. So we have all of that, those benefits and those aspects up there. But I just want to kind of hopefully give you guys an idea of what you're looking at. And it's really more of a lifestyle change than anything else compared to living down in the springs. Uh, we are much more relaxed. As you can see, uh, you always see me in videos. I'm very relaxed. I'm dressed relaxed. Uh, we don't do the suit and tie thing up here. Uh, and, and if it is, I mean, it's usually... A very very formal day in the sense like it's a funeral or something else or a wedding even a lot of times you don't see people wearing that stuff usually it's jeans flannels t-shirts maybe a polo and that's that's really it i mean we're very relaxed and uh we're just we just have a great time up here so hope this answers some of those questions i really hope you guys enjoyed that video don't forget if you've got any questions comments whatever you've got please send them to me you can call text me at 719-266-2725 you could also email me at jdmret.net or excuse me at info at jdmret.net I would love to be your local real estate agent. I'd love to be your local expert. So anything, it doesn't have to be real estate related, please don't hesitate to ask. Let me know what those questions are and I will get them right back to you. I look forward to seeing you guys next time.